And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, here we are for the Mr. Nelson Show, uh, 491, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, rolling right along, right along. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, uh, idiots on TikTok have, are, are praising the uh, Osama bin Laden's letter to America. Oh, my God. Well, you God know, look, damn it. I, I knew this was coming. Hell uh, no. You know, there are certain grievances in there. That no, no, there are. Yes, no. yes, there are. No, there are. No, no, there aren't. That's right. No, there ain't nothing there. What? No, what? shut up, Lefty. What do you mean? I mean, he was a homicidal maniac. That's and, right. Uh, the story of Bin Laden is actually quite simple. In his youth, in the seventies, he went to Beirut, and back then, Beirut was uh, it was referred to as the Las Vegas of the Middle East. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was cool then, huh? It sounds yeah, he like could it. party and stuff, and party he did. Meaning, you know, he had a lot of sex all over the place, <laughs> oh, yeah. drank all that good stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, maybe not so good. Well, certainly not if you're going to be a a, a, a fundamentalist devout uh, Muslim. This huh, goes against well. uh, the, you know the standards and values, <clears throat> and uh, this was in conflict with him. And uh, and he's a guy who fetishized his own religion. This happens a lot. Uh, uh, people, Especially uh, with Christians, but it happens. Yeah, I know where he probably imagines himself being on par even with Muhammad. It's, I wouldn't say it out loud, but stuff like that. And uh, But, then, of course, the conflict is of what he did. So whose fault is that? Well, it could be his. So it's the decadence of the West and its influence. And uh, well, that really begins uh, his thinking. And then the rest culturally and whatnot and the geopolitical well, realities of the region he was brought up in and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, um, there you go. But as far for uh, his list of grievances against uh, the West and the United States in particular, uh, you know, the stuff about uh, the, the Iraqi occupation after the original Iraq war and right. stuff like that, which he offered to fight what? on the behalf of Saudi Arabia. Well, what do you know? <laughs> but they told him, no, we got the Americans to take care of this. And oh, this really yeah, pissed yeah. him off. And he didn't want disgusting Americans' feet on his holy soil. Well, you know, <laughs> so, that's his you know, soil. Uh, the, that was a problem there uh, for him as he uh, saw that, although you know, the United States did not conquer Saudi Arabia, and they do not run it. Well, maybe we should. Oh, come on. But anyway, in come his on. head, uh, the, that's a big problem for him. But throwing Iraq on top of this, it was just another means, and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and stuff well, like that that yeah. he puts in there just to prop up uh, his bigoted hatred towards uh, the West, oh, no, and, wait, and, and that's well, it. No, These TikTok no, people are, are idiots oh, in that they oh, don't. Uh, and I think it was yeah, it was Tim Pool's show oh, going on. God, he doesn't no. believe a lot of these no, TikTokers even him. really read it. They say they did, but it became a trending topic, oh, and everybody wants to jump now. on so they can get hopefully you know a million views, you know, because <laughs> it was the hot topic of the moment. Oh my god. And, 
Because when you delve into it, uh, it, it, his solution to all of this is for the United States to, of course, uh, convert to Islam. Oh, well. Uh, And one of the things they really needed to do was ban homosexuality. Well, I don't know. Oh, my God. From LGBT. Well, what do you know? (laughs) Plus everything else. And and then move to, hey, bin Laden was right. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) But that's the ignorance and idiocy uh, of youth, which is why they're always, you know, <laughs> great cannon fodder for the uh, useful idiot crowd. What and uh, and a lot of times it's like you jump from Antifa to BLM How to now Free Palestine happen? and stuff like that. Uh, when actually their problem is, is that they're young and they're terrified of adulthood. Because, you know, uh, adulthood requires that you grow up. Yeah. Uh, you can't play anymore. Nope. You have to have responsibilities. Yep. You have to get a job that oh, you more yeah. than likely will not like well, uh, to uh, uh, make shit. a living. And, yeah. oh, my God, that's terrible. There's got to be another way. There isn't. That's right. Uh, and nope. so they throw a tantrum. Yeah. And, uh, you Bunch know, you pick causes, babies. you get drawn into it. And the the reason you have to work for a living is because the bad people run the world. Well, sometimes. And, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and that starts all the screaming matches uh, right where you get, so. you know, again, cannon fodder. <laughs> Oh, God. Usually metaphorically, but, well. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now, amongst the groups, you've got uh, hardcore ideologues and fanatics in there. Oh, my God. The real villains, of course. Uh, and it only takes a few. Uh, but <laughs> mobs and whatnot doing this sort of thing. Now, of course, yes, there is, surprise, uh, actual hatred of Jews for being Jews. And this boils up uh, in in the midst of, you know, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which a lot of these Jew haters don't really give a rat's ass about Palestine. They just use it as an excuse to beat up uh, uh, Jews in a, a lot of this case. I mean, you can say, well, you can't ever be critical of Israel. Uh, that's a, that, that argument falls flat, and certainly in the face of recent events, and also falls flat when you got a bunch of people running around harassing uh, Jewish college students on American campuses uh, just because, well, it's all a guy wearing a yarmulke, so we, you know, we jumped him, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, no, that's not criticism of Israeli policies. That's hatred of Jews, period. Now, I understand the America First uh, sentiment, and I'm sympathetic to it, to a point. I mean, the Ukraine war breaks out, and my position on that is there's such a thing as too late. Uh, The Ukraine war was being avoided by U.S. policy until some idiot came in and decided to fundamentally transform America, which um, he and his crowd did, uh, and and there you go. Uh, Basically, come on in, Putin. So what the Russians did, I think it's terrible, but it's... It's done, you know, and and there's there's consequences for your actions and whatnot. And there is such a point that's too late. And uh, it's horrible and sad, but that's the way it is. Now, America first, I can understand the sentiment again, because after 20 years of war that ended in surrender of our material uh, in Afghanistan. uh, (laughs) Look, I'm not backing any more of this, you know. I understand that. Now Israel blows up. Well, Israel's in a strategic position. It always has been. I understand perfectly sending the Navy there to uh, police the waterways and try to keep that shipping open. Because, again, especially, at, well, how do, what, what does that have to do with us? Yeah, well, some idiot came in and shut off our independent energy sources. So now we're dependent again. So you need that. Plus, your allies are always going to be dependent on it. And uh, uh, to keep the world regular... <laughs> 
You can't just drink Metamucil. you got to keep those waterways open and stuff like that. And that's the strategic position that Israel has held. And, of course, there is the overall story. There is the, uh, the, the similar societies between, uh, you know, the, the, there's more of a Western-style society in Israel than elsewhere in the region and that sort of thing. And it plays a part. And then, of course, sympathies for the, the suffering of the Jewish people and understanding all of that. And, and, and that sort of thing. It all plays into it, of course. But... The solid, hardcore strategic position plays a huge role in it. Despite the fact that everyone is so sick to death of these wars, uh, yeah, life's tough, isn't it? You end up in bad situations and have to do things you'd rather not. And uh, that's the nature of it. So Israel gets attacked. It's an act of war committed on them. They respond with war, and and it's their fault. We got to have a ceasefire. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, wars wars are terrible. They're nasty, which is why you shouldn't start one. But that's what Hamas did. Meanwhile, over at the Daily Wire, <laughs> uh, which uh, is a publication I, I enjoy uh, reading and watching their shows and whatnot, um, well, there's a bit of a split there between um, Ben Shapiro and uh, Candace Owens. And uh, Candace Owens is very much in the America First uh, stance, whereas uh, Ben Shapiro is pro-Israel. And uh, it's very, very personal for him, not just because he's Jewish, but because, as it, as it happens, uh, he was in that very region that got attacked, uh, I think, within days before it, it happened. And then, of course, friends, family, they're involved and everything like that. So, of course, everybody says, well, Ben's been really emotional about all of this. And he's the guy who says facts don't care about your feelings and all of that. But, God damn, I mean, can't you cut him a little bit of a break? <laughs> perfectly understand him being pissed off. And uh, maybe he's not at his best in this. Because I've always said Ben Shapiro's a guy you debate at your peril. Uh, because, you know, he's very quick and has great command of, of data and whatnot and, and what his presentations are and that sort of thing. A lot of people say, well, he just goes up against, you know, idiot college students and stuff. Yeah, but not always. And a lot of people who are supposed to have had some amount of standing intellectually, if you will, uh, just refuse to debate him. <laughs> and I mean, well, probably wise on their part. But, you know, I mean, look, they're not going to show up. They're not going to show up. You know, and all that kind of thing. And then, of course, the universities would ban him and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, this comes into conflict with him. It, it really shouldn't. Uh, but overall, I don't fully understand what the ultimate spat is. Uh, there is uh, surely uh, something of a schism there in uh, early on in that Candace Owens was palling around with Kanye West. Uh, and then, of course, he just came out full-blown Jew hater. <laughs> he says he loves everybody, but then he said even Hitler. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, and the guy's a nut and all that sort of thing. But uh, chasing after Kanye West is, is a problem, uh, which I, you know, I understand why people do. And Trump did it, too, and all this stuff because of the, uh, uh, the fascination with celebrity. And then, then that's another thing of getting too tied up in a personality. It's uh, the outcomes that you should be interested in. It's like that when I justify voting for Trump and whatnot, um, is like I readily concede he's an asshole, uh, but he did very good work, <laughs> you know, better th- than most. And so 
uh, that's the thing. I, you know, hero worship. Worship should be for God and no one else. <laughs> that's that's the standard. But here, uh, so maybe that this business with Kanye played into it. I'm sure it did. I don't know what Candace's response to that was. If she fully condemned him or not, haven't really kept up on that. It's been a while now. Uh, she should have. I mean, it's not her fault uh, about Kanye, but she did pal around with him and that sort of thing. Um, but in this case, uh, I think there was a clip running around of her talking about uh, these campuses who are responding to these uh, uh, harassment and, and attacks on Jewish students. And, and she's like, okay, but where was all the uh, you know, stopping the harassment and attacks on white students at the time, which the, the campus administration, uh, in their silence usually, uh, seemed to be uh, quite in support of this sort of thing. Uh, and so it was a point that she was making, uh, 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 and I guess this irritated uh, Ben uh, in that. And uh, that, that I, I don't know, is it the timing or, or what have you? I mean, it is true. There was a lot of anti-white uh, sentiment on college campuses and uh, seemed to be endorsed by the administrations of those uh, universities and what have you. Uh, and, and, and then now uh, this comes home. Uh, uh, that's her response to it. So, but again, I don't know if that's what set Ben off. If, if that's what set him off, I you know I can understand uh, his, uh, his being upset to a point, but to the point of this, I, I don't think so. So I'm guessing there's more to it. There is this clip of him. It looks like he didn't know he was on camera, <laughs> uh, but he was going on about how disgraceful she was. But I don't know. That was in response to a question that he got, and I don't I didn't hear what it was. I don't know what the question exactly was. What is it they were complaining about that she did or said? And uh, and then he agreed that, yeah, that was disgraceful or what have you. Uh, so it might be something else. I don't know what other views she's had on it other than an American first uh, stance and that sort of thing. Um, but I, that's the problem. On the one hand, I would think, hey, there's a problem between the two of you. I need to work it out behind closed doors. But other people say, hey, no, let's see it all. See all the truth and stuff. Well, we're still not seeing it all. I mean, be specific in what it is the problem, you know, and 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 they can argue that point, and uh, whatever the resolution is, if she wants to leave Daily Wire, well, all right. Uh, other people, of course, everyone's paranoid about this sort of thing that it's all a, a stunt, but between the camps or that Candace is orchestrating it so that she's getting ready to leave and she wants her own thing and she's making a blow up. Uh, but that's kind of similar to the stunt that Steven Crowder had played on them, which she <laughs> went after Steven Crowder, you know. And so I don't know. I think this is real. I think uh, I, I don't know if she actually crossed the line or not. Maybe she did. But at the same time, I understand Ben Shapiro's position and the state of mind that he would be in in this situation. Um, but again, I. I did he overstep the line himself and he's seeing it through that lens and not seeing it clearly that, that that's possible as well as to what exactly is it that she did or said that set him off and uh and it didn't her was like hey i was trying to be sensitive to his position and whatnot but that enough's enough and that kind of thing it could be but ultimately it's all very sad uh, i've liked both of them uh, primarily tend to agree with them on a lot of things 
And uh, it's it's all said she just came off of this uh, series she did of convicting of a murderer, which is the Stephen Avery case that Netflix did in their making of a murderer series. And it was really good. It's excellent. I highly recommend it. You'll have to subscribe to watch it on Daily Wire, but uh, it's really good. So I don't know what happened here. Uh, it's all very sad. And uh, hopefully there's a, a good resolution to it. But in this day and age, I don't know. Uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, that's the way it is, I guess. All right, stick around for more Mr. Nailshead Show, the uh, final episode of The Cruise for uh, this year. <laughs> we'll come back next year. Hopefully I'll get it uh, set up you know, more to Halloween time in ho- October. So I guess I'll have to start it early in uh, late September next year uh, for that one. But anyway, uh, that's there. And uh, uh, me and Lefty review another episode of Space 1999. So stick around for that. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Previously on the cruise. Got to figure out what the hell's going on. Hey, why are we turn? Sarah, Sarah. Oh man, is she all right? Sarah, Sarah. What uh, happened? What's going uh, on? What happened? Jim. Uh, oh, damn it! It was Bagsley. He, he, he hit me. What? But why? Oh, he, he didn't want to move the ship on account of this signal he found. Signal? What signal? I, I, I don't really know, but it, it, it could have led to a rescue. But he felt that if we moved the ship, we'd lose contact with it. But I argue we have to move the ship in order to get the storm to rid us of the swarm. Yeah, well, it looks like we don't have to move the ship for the storm. The storm has turned and is headed right for us. Oh, shit! Dr. Turgid? Dr. Lance? Lance, I... Hello? Hello? Who's there? storm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sam, I, I don't know. Sam? Come on, Sam. I mean, everybody else is busy with the party. Now's our chance to get busy with our own private party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't... Oh, my God. Yeah. Cabin's just a few steps away. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait. Sam? Oh. Oh. 
I'm actually horned up for this, amazing as that seems, but yeah, and what do you know? Your little dick can't show up to perform. Here we are well, in the middle uh, of the ocean, the whole point of I'm this, s- and I, uh, you can't stand I, up. I'm sorry, Baluna. I, I can't, I can't do it with the camera on. That's, that's the deal. Um, I'm a porn star. You won a contest to go on a cruise with a porn star, and part of the deal is we get our little interaction on video. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. I, I just can't do it on, uh, on camera. I'm, I, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Mac, we're in agreement. You certainly are sorry. Now I got to go find someone else to take care of business. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Baluna. Come on, Baluna! Oh, man. Damn it. I'm... What the hell? I'm... I'm seeing the past. I... I'm... I'm obviously dreaming. I'm... I'm dreaming. But... It doesn't... Everything feels solid. It's real. I... This No wait. I've been given a chance. I can I can save Baluna. I gotta I gotta warn her what to do. Baluna! Baluna! Oh no damn it, not again! Oh God! Oh, oh. Oh, okay, Pud. I guess it's it's time now. Uh, I'm afraid so. Um, and we have to perform the ritual as required. So, um, well, I have to ask you to uh, remove the rope. Fortunately, there's no one around. 
as they are all occupied with the uh, the celebrations. No, no, uh, Mr. Beck, I, 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 I understand. Uh, there you are. Now, uh, of course, you'll have to kneel and place your hands on the railing and, uh, well, I apologize, but of course I will have to bind your hands uh, to the railing. There's no need for apologies. This this is a better fate than what the cancer had in store for me. And at least, at least I will have died for something. You're a brave woman, Alba. Very brave. <coughs> Spirits of the sea. Witnesses of the stars. I offer this sacrifice to seek audience with the ancient serpent. Tiamat. 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 Oh! Oh my god! But Bagsley killed Albatross! And produced by me, Douglas Nelson. Any and all music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain and copyright free sources. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. While well, inside a haunted house on Halloween night, a Florida man dressed as an FBI agent allegedly struck a victim in the face with a BB gun, claiming he thought his target was a statue, not a scary player. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. The free haunted house was constructed inside the seminal home of the 47-year-old male victim. An advertisement asks, Are you brave enough to make it through the manor and get some treats? The property's front lawn was decorated as a makeshift cemetery. Police say Ingus Schusser, 20, entered the residence wearing an FBI jacket and body armor and carrying an airsoft gun that resembled a Glock pistol. As he moved through the house, Schusser went around a corner to where the victim was standing. While dressed in a costume, the homeowner was not acting as a role player at the time. The six-foot-four, 210-pound schusser turned away from the victim and grabbed the airsoft gun from a hip holster. Schusser then allegedly struck the victim with the gun's handle, causing significant injury under the victim's eye. Schusser, laughing and not apologetic, told the victim... He thought he was a statue. The defendant then ran out of the home to the victim's front door as the victim followed him to prevent him from leaving. The bloody homeowner was treated at the scene by EMS workers while Schusser was arrested by sheriff's deputies for aggravated battery and possession of a bulletproof vest during the commission of a felony. The airsoft gun was seized as evidence. Schusser 
bonded out of custody after posting $15,000 on the felon accounts. According to jail records, he works for a machinery company and lives about four miles away from the haunted house. Well, he got through the house, but he didn't get any treats. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Well, I finally found time to catch another episode of Space 1999. Oh, finally. Well, okay, so how'd this one go? Well, you know, that bad, huh? Well, no, no, I mean... Jeez, must be worse than I thought. Well, you know, I mean, conceptually, it it wasn't bad. It's not that bad of an idea to choose, even though it's an, you know, uh, repetitive and perhaps overused trope in uh, adventure and sci-fi shows. That being uh, the evil double. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So which one had an evil double? Well, it was Kodig. He went to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... the moon, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they travel through space on the moon. And they come across this asteroid, and they decide, hey, let's go check it out. And uh, apparently it has uh, an atmosphere and everything. Oh, well, that's interesting. And uh, well, I, they invest our, well, yeah, uh, the pilot stays behind on the eagle because, oh, well, there's some kind of problem. He's got to check it out. So Koenig goes, investigates this uh, cave. And he steps in, and oh, there! It's like a a, a fun house. What? Well, there's mirrors everywhere. Oh, <laughs> well, did they have one where he's really fat, one where he's really tall? No, no, there was. It was just mirrors. Well, that's not all that fun. No, no. And in fact, it was quite sinister because apparently, uh, by capturing his reflection, it was able to make an evil doppelganger of him. Oh my God! Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so he wanders even deeper into it, and then uh, the doppelganger comes up from from behind, and uh, well, gives him the Vulcan nerve pinch. What? They don't have that. Well, I mean, he's some sort of alien creature. Uh, I guess there was some sort of energy involved or something. But anyway, he grabbed him by the neck, and uh, Code goes ooh and falls on the ground. Um, and then, uh, so the, the doppelganger is about to, to leave. He takes his equipment and stuff. And then he realizes, oh, wait, uh, cause he's a complete, uh, d- double, but only in the mirrored reflection. Oh, so everything's like opposite on him. That's right. So he has to switch out the, the jacket, uh, between him and the real Koenig. Yeah. Yeah. He was thinking. Yeah. But not quite. He missed something like what? Oh, oh, we'll get to that. That's. That's the whole plot. So anyway, he leaves Koenig behind, gets back to the ship, and uh, tells the pilot, we got to get the hell out of here uh, right now. And the guy says, oh, well, I need a little time. There's no time. And so they floor it back to the moon. He gets there and starts barking orders that they need to direct all their uh, energy uh, at the asteroid or they'll be destroyed. Doesn't really explain how or why or anything. And uh, Dr. Helena, of course, his uh, his side piece. Oh, my God. That's, well, girlfriend. Well, okay, girlfriend, but that's really outdated. And uh, I don't know, partner. Okay. Anyway, so uh, she says, hey, uh, well, that could tax the, the life support systems. And uh, we, we might want to rethink this. No, obey my orders and all that stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, he practically told her to. Sit down, shut up, or go to the kitchen and make him a sandwich. Oh, no, that is toxic. That should have been a major warning.
warning sign. Well, amazingly enough, it was. What do you mean amazingly? Well, I mean, to have your commander come in and be all panicked and stuff and say, oh, we, we got to do this. I've discovered a terrible threat on that asteroid. And to immediately uh, jump to questioning him is like they pushed that already. And I, I mean, uh, Maya, the shape changing girl, stands up to him too. And so she, he sends her to her room. <laughs> what? Well, you know, uh, she's to remain in quarters or whatever. You know, it's, oh, yeah, okay. So then the boyfriend goes back to pay her a visit, but he's disturbed too. So he says, hey, you know what? We need to steal one of the eagles and go find out what happened on that asteroid. So, well, good Lord, that's uh, rather, I mean, I mean, what evidence do they have that there's something up? Just that his orders they thought was a bit much and that he was, you know, being an asshole to uh, Dr. Russell and Maya, you know? And and so they decided to commit mutiny? Yeah, just, just on that. Huh. So anyway, uh, they try to recruit others. Uh, Dr. Russell is like, I don't know, maybe, huh? Don't be like that. Yeah, come on, girl. Grow a spy. Don't be a battered girlfriend. Girlfriend? I'm, I'm the partner. Anyway, uh, she meets with Koenig, and then she uh, inadvertently touches him and realizes he doesn't feel human. He feels like ice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because meanwhile, back on the asteroid, Koenig is still trapped there, and he uh, meets the, the central control of the asteroid. And it turns out what the deal is, uh, that this contains all the uh, DNA uh, repository of a race of people who uh, were nearly destroyed, and their only hope of survival was to store themselves uh, in this asteroid and look for uh, another world to steal all their power from to regenerate themselves and replace that world. So uh, they need all the power of the Alpha Base to regenerate themselves, and be restored, but at the price of the Alphans, of course. And so, well, there's the problem. Oh, my God. So what does he got to do? Not much. He just gets captured and frozen. Oh. So meanwhile, back on Alpha Base. Uh, so now uh, Helena's like, oh, my God, I don't think that's him. And then they try to recruit, uh, what's his name, the blonde guy, Alan or whatever. Uh, the, guy, the guy flies the eagle all the time. Right, 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 him. And he's like, hey, man, I don't know. I mean, I know the guy's being an a-hole, but that's not enough evidence to do a mutiny on him. And, you know, he's got a point. Yeah, he kind of does. But they decide to, uh, I mean, uh, Tony and uh, Maya decide to steal the eagle anyway. Uh, so they go to do it, and uh, but uh, evil Koenig has put guards on it and everything. So Maya's got to turn into some kind of alien bug creature or something and it scares the guard he goes <laughs> really yeah pretty much and uh uh what's his face tony slams him into the wall and he you know he, oh my god that could have been serious yeah but in tv it never is you can just bash someone over the head and they just shake it off later oh so they make it to the eagle and take off and then uh, evil koenig tells uh alan to shoot that thing down oh my god that's right alan's like hey wait a minute <laughs> we can't do that yes you can and then helena explains hey you know if you fire that cannon you'll divert the energy from the beam that you're siphoning off our power uh to the asteroid and he's like oh yeah oh damn it and so he doesn't do it and so the eagle makes it back they find koenig uh stuck inside the mirror <laughs> what yeah well that's what 
what it looked like anyway. And uh, they release him. Then Kone quickly uh, takes the keys to the eagle and tells uh, Maya and Tony to go find the the center computer or whatever and blow it up. They're like, oh, okay. (laughs) So he gets on the eagle, goes back. Meanwhile, Helen is trying to prove to the rest of the crew that this isn't the real Commander Koenig. Do they believe her? I guess not. I mean, they're all just sort of staring and not knowing what to do. And uh, and then all of a sudden, real Koenig shows up. And so then you got the, you know, the split camera thing they always like to do. Oh, yeah. And uh, Koenig is, uh, is like, he's not the real Koenig. I am. And then the evil Koenig says, look at his jacket. It's all reversed. He's obviously the copy. And, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then uh, Koenig pulls out his ace up the sleeve. What's that? His hair. What do you mean? Well, evil doppelganger apparently didn't have a comb, so he had the opposite part to uh, to real Koenig. Are you kidding me? No. No, this is that's where he slipped up. He forgot to uh, comb his hair in the proper part because, uh, you know, that's, that's Koenig's uh, hairstyle, and uh, he didn't think of that. So that's how they could... Vet- yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, so... Uh, that's that, uh, Koenig, uh, destroyed the, uh, computer with, uh, I can't even remember how he did that. I guess he just turned off the stream or something and it blew up because it was on the, right on the cusp of regenerating or whatever. And what about Tony and Maya? Oh, they get, they got frozen in there too. The computer likes to laugh at you when it traps you and stuff. And, uh, but, but when uh, everything started blowing up, it shattered the, I don't know, icebox they were in or whatever. <laughs> icebox. And they, uh, went and blew up the computer, you know, what have you. And then, um, and then they got rescued. I assume they don't really show it. They just run out of the, the room. And I guess they went and destroyed the computer. That's right. Now that I'm thinking about it, they got what? It, well, it ended abruptly. Um, what the hell? Yeah, it's just Koenig's like, oh, thank God I maintained the same hairdo. And uh, that was it. Huh. Well, that that sounds just stupid. Yeah, it didn't have to be. I mean, just the basics of some alien replacing somebody and taking over their their base and using it against them and stuff like that. could have worked out, but, well... I guess it didn't. No, it doesn't sound like it. Anyway, there you go. Uh, seed of destruction. Why was it called that? Well, the, uh, the seed was the repository of all the, uh, people from the dead world that wants to be regenerated. Oh, that's right. But it would destroy the alphas for them to be returned. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like they could have worked something out. Well, they didn't. Oh. Anyway, that was seed of destruction from Space, nineteen ninety nine. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and/or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and/or blocked. <laughs>